You know, we've been looking, God's kind of orchestrating and leading us this year along a path. This year we talked about how, how remarkable we started with where we ended last year, but the promise that, you know, we're just not there yet. God's still got more things. He's still taking us in, in deeper places. And then we, we went to uh, where we're going, like what direction are we really going on? How do we get to where we're going? And we spent some time talking about loving God, loving people. We spent some time talking about the impact. Last week we did our roses. Um, hopefully you were able to give your roses out. I apologize if they were a little fragile this year. I'm not really sure what happened with them. Um, but but um, I hope that you were able to give your roses out and that people were able to experience God's love through that. And you know what? If your rose died by Monday, uh, I'm going to tell you something. I was at Walmart yesterday and they had roses on clearance, half price. So... Uh, you can go buy some roses. It works just as well, whether pastor gives, pastor gives them to you or, or you buy them yourself. And you can still walk up to someone and say, God loves you, and, he, and here's a rose. So it's not limited to just the roses that we had. So if it was something uh, you would want to do again, you can still do that. Um, but, you know, as a pastor, I, I, I just, I, I, God is, it's hard to explain but I enjoy the, the process with God. And it's just walking in faith with Him as He leads us, as He guides us, as He directs us. This morning I want to talk about some stuff, but, but still believing that we're going somewhere. But look around this room. We were at Ryan and Michelle's. Just look around the room. We were at Ryan and Michelle's the other day, and we were able to play a game with Ryan and Michelle that, that we got them for Christmas. And I love these kind of games just because it's all about problem solving. You know, I know like in the, in, in the big cities now, it's kind of like a, a fad. They have what they call room escape games where they lock you in a room, and you've got to figure out how to get out. And so we went to the Ozmother lease, and, and we played a room escape game with them. And, I mean, we conquered it in record time. We were champions of the room escape game. But the reality of how this works, the, 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 the whole idea of the game, and in this one it was envelopes, you dump out an envelope, you've got a bunch of contents, and you've got to figure out from each room how to get out. So you've got something that's before you, and you've got to figure out how it works together to get out. It's as simple as that. I mean, it's not real profound. And they give you what you need so you can get out. You've just got to figure out how the parts go together. Look around this room. As a pastor, in the game that, that God has, I believe he's doing something incredible as he's bringing together many parts. And my heart as a pastor, where I'm at right now is, God, why? How? What is going on? I was able to sit down with uh, Rock. I don't know if you guys have met Rock yet. Rock Sita. He sits usually right around where Scott's at. He's been in town for, for a few weeks, and, and he came and we were talking, and again, I'm like, in the context of this week of the pieces, like, seriously, I don't know how all the pieces fit together, but I know God is doing something remarkable. And so this morning, I want to spend some time looking at pieces. I mean, we're all just pieces. Well, there goes pens. Just pieces of a puzzle, right? God uses a different analogy, but the reality is is that He is assembling us for something incredible. 
And as a pastor, I feel a pause in my heart. I feel a, a, a challenge in me. A, a, whatever it is, I'm compelled by, God, why are you bringing all these pieces together? Because I think oftentimes the pieces come together, but we never stop and say, what are we supposed to be doing? We never stop and say, why or, or how do all these pieces fit together? And we never really hear what God is speaking. I believe that God is speaking through, through who he's assembling, where our church is going. Let me explain that. I believe that God is speaking through who he's brought together, where he's taking our church, or how we're getting there. A simple example of this. The other day, we were at men's Bible study. I have these conversations with people, and it's so funny as a pastor because I get to talk to a lot of people, and they don't know what I've talked to other people about, but there's themes that seem to follow in conversations about what God is stirring in hearts. And so I get to hear these things, and when things start to pop up, I say, hey, the first time I might not hear it, the second time I might think, oh, that's a coincidence, the third time, fourth time, sixth time, twelfth time, I realize, hey, God's trying to speak something right now. We were in men's Bible study, and, and there was someone talking, and, and he mentioned his heart for, for the people at the Post Playhouse. Honestly, as a pastor, it's not where my brain's at. Don't want to offend anybody, but I'm going to. People in the theater are weird. Right? They mentioned this, and we're in men's Bible study of all places, and someone else says, yeah, I've had a heart for that. And someone else says, yeah, and they were involved in that. And it was just intriguing how there were, what, five of us in the room, and three or four of them in the room had a, a pretty heartfelt connection to the Post Playhouse. Well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out maybe God's speaking for us to do something to reach into the post playhouse. Like if that's what God's doing that, we got to hear that. We got to see that. The reality that I want to talk about is that God is pretty cool and God is pretty good in what he does. He's a good father. That's who he is. That's who he is, right? He knows what he's doing even when we don't. He knows why he's bringing. He knows why he's brought you. He knows how he's made you. So the reality that I've been facing, the, the wrestling that I'm going through as a pastor, is i just got to play a room escape game right now. Like, i just got to look at the envelope. I want to see the pieces. I want to see what God has placed before us and see how we're getting to where God wants us to be, which is, is experiencing the fullness of His promise for our church. God's doing it. God's orchestrating it. God's aligning it. My job is simple. As a pastor, I like to say, uh, it's, in, it's in Ephesians chapter 4. So Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of of the fullness of Christ. That's simply my job as a pastor. It's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Maybe they can get it up. I'm going ahead. There you go. My job is to equip you guys. My job as a pastor isn't just to do everything. It's to equip us to the full measure of maturity 
So that we're the, 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 the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We're attaining all that measure that Christ has. My heart right now as a pastor is, I want to get good at, at assembling the pieces. I want to get good at recognizing what God has done. So guess what? I was a kid's pastor first. So today is going to be an illustrated sermon. So um, Trevor, or Tam, there you go. Give everybody a, a piece of a puzzle. And if anybody doesn't have a pen this morning, I've got these beautiful pens that say Christ Community Church and our website on them. If you'd like one, you can have one. Uh, so uh, just pass them around or Casey will grab them and we can make sure. I've got a bunch laying on the altar too if you need one. <laughs> I mean, this is the best day ever, getting a piece of a puzzle and a pen this morning. But I want one of them back. You can keep the other. I talk about a puzzle, but God uses a different understanding of the body. He talks about we're the body of Christ. And I want to read, there's several portions of Scripture where, where he, he shares about his metaphor. I want to read First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 this morning. I want to look at these verses and I want to see uh, what I believe God is speaking to us. I'm going to challenge you in a little bit. I'm going to ask you to help me see... That's what I'm trying to do, to ask you to help me see as the pastor. And so I'm going to ask you to actually write something on those pieces of, uh, of, of, uh, of the puzzle. And if you're really brave, write your name on the back so I know who writ them. If you don't want to, that's fine. I'll figure it out later. I'll do a handwriting analysis and I'll track you down. No, um, really this is, all, this is all about pastor. And I'm asking you to come alongside because I believe that God is, is stirring in us this moment. I've had several conversations this week where it's just been confirmed what God is doing in this moment. I believe that this morning, that, that as we write down some simple things, that God's going to speak some profound truths that as a church are catalysts for us as we move forward. That as a body of Christ in Crawford, Nebraska, there are things that will reach our community in ways that we never dream possible because we just never put the pieces together. That's how excited I am in my spirit. I believe that this morning is a, is a kingdom opportunity for our church, not just, not just so, we can, but so we can be effective. We can be equipped to do all that God has to attain the matureness or, or the, the whole measure of the fullness of Christ that he has for our church. And I want us to take this moment, so I'm going to read these verses. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but, it's all, but, it's, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? 
As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So there so that there should be no division in the body, but its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have the gift of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The reality that God is saying is that He is in control. We're the body of Christ. We're a body of Christ. We're Christ's community church. And as a body, we have to work together to accomplish what God has designed us to accomplish. God did not bring a bunch of Pastor Steve's. He did not bring a bunch of Tamras. He did not bring a bunch of Waltz. But he is assembling the parts, each of us as unique as we possibly can be. Because he knows what he's doing. And he's assembling the parts so that we can be the effective body that God has called us to be. The first thing he says, verse 14. Annette, go ahead and pull verse 14 up. Keep going. Just keep going. No, you're going the wrong direction. He says in verse 14, even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. We're all different. That's okay. I want to say it again. We are all different. That's okay. I don't want you to be me. I don't want you to be someone else. I want you to be exactly who God made you to be. So oftentimes we're pursuing uh, a role model. No, there's nothing wrong with role models. There's nothing wrong with following. But God has designed you how He designed you. He made you with a unique purpose. And so you need to be you. You're not going to be effective unless you're you. Have you ever put together a puzzle and you just thought that piece fit? and you shoved it and pushed it until the little tab broke off because you knew that's where it went, then that piece is broken and messed up for the next guy that puts together the puzzle? You know what I'm talking about? Man, we've done that in church over and over again. We, we, we tried to force pieces that, that that's not how God designed them. Let me tell you, God made you, you. It's okay to be different. Why? Because in verse 18, in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. God made you different. 
That's okay. We've been talking about this word sovereign in Sunday school the last couple weeks. And, and the reality is that God's in control even though sometimes we wonder. And sometimes we look at our puzzle pieces and we say, God, what in the world are you doing? Look around the room. The reality is that God has placed the pieces just as He wanted them to be. Can we trust that God knows what He's doing? Can we trust that God can bring the the, the pieces that need to be brought for us to accomplish the purpose that He's desiring for us to purpose or to accomplish? We're all different. It's okay. God's in control. And He's putting us just where we need to be. I believe you're different than me. And I believe God has brought you to this place to help us accomplish the purpose that God has for us. I believe God has designed you exactly how you are. He's made you unique from me so we can come together. He's made you unique from others so so we can come together and fulfill the wholeness of the purpose. If the body were all an eye, if He brought a bunch of eyes in this place, we're going to do a lot of seeing. If He brought a bunch of mouths, we're going to do a lot of talking. He's assembled the body. God is is in control. He is orchestrating. I love the idea of God orchestrating. He's the director. You know, I I was in the band when I was a kid. I was a drummer, so we got to know the director very well. Because we played as loud as we wanted, as fast as we wanted, when we wanted. I mean, that's how it worked, you know? But the reality was there was an orchestrator, (laughs) there was a director who was telling us to to slow down. I could have played whatever part I wanted on those drums and just banged that snare till I was blue in the face and then even playing a little ballad or whatever. What good would that have been? God's in control. He's orchestrating this. You're different. You're playing a different part in the melody. That's okay. And it may sound weird when you're playing it by yourself. You know what I'm saying? But there's an there's a conductor. There's a director that's guiding the symphony that is the body of Christ. He's putting us together. He's letting us sing when we're supposed to sing and be quiet when we're supposed to be quiet. He's telling us to slow down when we're going too fast. And He's telling us just to tweak a little bit when we're out of key. That's the conductor that is God. He's orchestrating His plans for our church. We need to be different. We need to trust God. We need to realize we're all a necessity. Who enjoys the thousand-piece puzzle when about three pieces are missing when you're done? What happens to that puzzle? And I bet you say some mean things to it first. You know what I'm saying? Every piece is imperative. In verse 21, it says, The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. You are a necessity. Listen to me. You are a necessity in the plan that God has in the body of Christ. 
You are an absolute necessity for God's will being accomplished in your life and in those that are around you. If you consider Christ Community Church your home, you are absolute necessity for the work that God wants us to accomplish, the plans that He has for us to do. You're needed. What's more valuable to a piece, to a puzzle? The corner piece or one of those inside pieces? Huh? I mean, I always look for the corners first, but guess what? I'm just as mad when I can't find a corner as when I can't find the last piece for the puzzle. You're needed. Listen to me. This is a responsibility thing. You're needed. You're necessary for our church, for our body to accomplish God's plans. Not trying to guilt, I'm not trying to overload, but that's the reality of the body. When one part is missing, what does it say? The whole body suffers. You are an absolute necessity for God's will to be accomplished in our community. So, what? We're the body of Christ. My desire as a pastor is to figure out how this is all fitting together. What do I need from you? I'm going to ask three questions. They're kind of found in, in, if you go before this, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them... In everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now, I want to tell you before I start this, that says to each one. Who is part of the each one? Okay, so about three of us get that. Each one, that's everyone, that's you, you're included in that, has been given what? Different gifts. I want to know what are your gifts. Pastor's question to you, what is your gift? And, and man, that's a tough question sometimes because people say, I'm not gifted at anything. Well, what are you good at? Well, I don't want the church answer. It doesn't have to be singing. It doesn't have to be preaching. It doesn't have to be teaching Sunday school. It might be turning a wrench or baking a cake, but I want to know what you're good at. Like, what is it that just comes natural to you? Like, some people, they just like people. Some people don't want anything to do with people. Their gift... If they like people, it's probably people. If they don't like people, then their gift is something else. Like, what are you naturally good at? Because if God's bringing people with a bunch of similar gifts together, guess what? I believe that that the church should be looking into that gift and how does that become a part of our ministry in the body? Like, how do we utilize those gifts? When people are using their gifts, guess what? You're fulfilled. I'd much rather you exercise your gift than me. Do you understand what I'm saying there? So, so the first question that, that, that I want to wrestle through is, is, what are your gifts? Like, what is it that you're, you're good at? Then he says there's different kinds of, 
of service, but the same Lord. They're different kinds of working. So we can talk about gifts, what we're good at, what we seem to excel at. Actually, I better go back. I'm getting ahead of myself. Romans chapter 4, just in case, or chapter 12, just in case you're struggling with gifts. For just as us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, each member belongs to the other. That sounds familiar, right? That's Paul again. It's in Romans this time. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, there's a gift of serving. Some people just love to serve. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraging, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's leading, do it diligently. If it's showing mercy, do it cheerfully. What's your gift? Just identify in yourself like that that you're good at. And then I'll move on. Sorry. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Different kinds of working, but in all of them, everyone in it. Uh, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So we talk about gifts. I want to ask another question, and this one maybe is a little bit more challenging to answer. What is your ministry? Your service. There's different kinds of service. So your gift sometimes doesn't align with your service. That's okay. Sometimes your gift isn't the same as your ministry. Not to rag on Walt, but Walt sometimes talks about his music. And he doesn't necessarily consider it a gift except for the anointing that God has in that ministry. There's profound preachers that really aren't that gifted at teaching. But they do an incredible job because that's their ministry. What's your calling? That, 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 that area in you that, that God stirs you, He compels you towards. Ministry. How do you like to serve God? The act of service that you can do for God. What, what is it in you that, that is your, your ministry, your calling? I want that, that in, if you know it. And again, if you don't know these answers, that's fine. Leave your piece blank. We'll figure it out together. And the last question I have, what are your gifts? What's your ministry? What are your dreams? Like when it comes to what God desires to accomplish. I know these are, Pastor, you're making us think today questions. That's fine. What is it that makes your heart jump when you think about it? When you start thinking about all the things that God could accomplish and and all the things that He could do, for some people, uh, the idea of just discipling or or helping someone else understand the fullness of, of who God is. For some people, uh, it's a dream to see people's eyes opened up. For others, it's a, it's a group of people. Let's just say young people or, or old people or, or cowboys or, or whoever it might be. Like There's something in us that, that there's a dream. There's, a, there's, this, there's this, man, if I just could see it happen. I believe God's placing dreams in our hearts. Those dreams have a commonality that are going to be profound for where we're going. We're the body of Christ. We are Christ's community church in Crawford, Nebraska. That's a body of Christ. 
God has made us all different. Why God would bring a pastor from northern Kentucky to Crawford, Nebraska, who knows, but he's sovereign. Why God would speak to a, to a kid's pastor from Kansas and ask her to, to, to move to Crawford, Nebraska to minister to the kids, I don't get it. Scott Norgard, why would God call you to this church right now? I don't get it. But I know he's sovereign. Sorry, Scott, I embarrassed you. And he's got a plan. It's got the necessity and the plan God has for our church. We'll never get where we need to go if we're not being who God made us to be. The entirety of the body. All the pieces coming together. We'll never accomplish what God has in store if we don't discover what He's orchestrating. This is the kids' pastor illustration. Sorry, illustrated sermon. Make you write down on a piece of paper. Not sorry. Not sorry. Because I need this as the pastor. My heart as a pastor is to see commonalities, to see pieces coming together and say, oh, wow, how did I miss that? It makes so much sense. You guys can come forward if you're done writing. I want to read one last verse. Well, there's two verses, but Ephesians chapter 4. This is the result of, remember the pastors, some are called the pastors who equip the saints for the full measure of, of Christ. Instead, speaking the truth in love, which is what I hope we're accomplishing this morning, we will become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head. I want to become the full body, the mature body of Him who is the head. From Him, this whole body, all of us were joined together by every supporting ligament and it will grow and build itself up in love as each part does its work. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask Walton to, to lead us and, and, and just think about those questions. What are my gifts? What's my calling, my ministry, whatever that means? What are my dreams? If you need another piece, because you say, I don't have enough room on this piece, Pastor, there's more pieces up here. There's plenty more. There's lots more. Father, I, I thank You for what You're doing. God, I thank You that You know where we're going. And you know what you're preparing for us. God, you know those plans that are perfect. You know the way for them to be accomplished. God, I believe that, that you've made each of us very unique. So 
Some of us might look stranger than others. But you've made us unique for your place, for our place in your body. God, I pray that each of us realizes that we are absolutely a necessity in your plan and your will, your purposes being fulfilled. We know, God, that you're in control, that you're you're orchestrating all these things. So, Father, I pray for us just in in these next few moments as as we think, as we consider, if we've already been there, we're already done, speak to our hearts. There's someone that says, I have no idea what my gift is. Pray you would reveal to them, God, what they're good at. Someone that says, there's no ministry, there's no calling. Show them, God. Dreams. Give them dreams. That God is a as a a pastor, that God as a church, we can solve this puzzle. We can put the pieces together the way that you designed and see your very purposes fulfilled. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Even if we think we know the right answers, but there's a new answer that you're giving to us in this moment, let us hear. I pray, God, in Jesus' name, you would reveal. We're the body of Christ. I got a, I got a little bucket up here for the puzzle pieces. As Walt leads us in a chorus, when you're ready to bring your peace, you can go ahead and bring your peace and put it in the bucket. If you say, Pastor, I am not there. Like, I'm not ready this week. Take it home. That's fine, but bring it back. I don't want a puzzle without a piece. You want to take some time? If you need to grab another one, you say, I can't fit my dream on that piece of cardboard, that's fine. Get another one. We're the body of Christ. God has an incredible plan. God wants to do something remarkable. We all need to do our parts. Amen? We're the body of Christ. Amen? You're a part in the body of Christ. Amen? You're a necessity in God's will being accomplished. Amen? Agree with me as we pray, as we seek, as we discern what God is doing and how all these parts fit together. Give me liberty as pastor to push you a little bit, to stretch you a little bit in those gifts. And I'm excited when I think about what God's about to do. I'm anxious when He starts to whisper or give me a glimpse of where we're going. Amen? The Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace and do your part in the body of Christ.